0: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to Tacovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. After the Revolutionary War, when the French went back to... Everybody
1: thinks of French as in wine and drinking all the time. So these French would return, and and there was a saying that Americans would drink from sun-up to (laughs) sun-up. And it's so like the whole world saw this country as, as a bunch of drunk degenerates.
2: Welcome to episode 28 host Independence Day episode of Whiskey and Whitetails podcast. Today our livers ache a little more than usual, our release hands itch in anticipation of whitetail season, but as always our hearts bleed red, white, and blue. And your host as always, I'm Gus. I'm Matt. And today we'd like to dedicate this episode to all the patriots and badasses that cemented this country's independence and the freedoms and liberties that accompany it. And we'd like to thank every barrel-chested freedom fighter past and present that have fought to protect it. Here Matt, what's today's podcast brought by? Powered by. Powered by. Today
1: is powered by Chattanooga Whiskey, the 111 proof cask strength, which is uh, their high rye or uh, high malted barley, but um, batch size of 8 to 12 barrels. It just is greater than two years, so it's probably two years old, but um, should be pretty interesting. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I've I've heard good things about Chattanooga Whiskey. And this well, top is cool. It's like an old-school tour. It looks, old like, a, school tor- it looks like an
2: old-school, old yeah. uh, reminds me of a, like a pirate yeah, rum yeah. bottle.
1: Oh, yeah, it does look like a rum bottle. And it says, made in Chattanooga, Tennessee, right there on the bottom. <laughs> but, um, yeah, let's give it a... Uh, I'll read the back. It's... um. Cask 111 is the unfiltered, small-batch expression of our signature Tennessee high-malt recipe distilled from a single fermentation. Each six ten barrel lot has been hand-selected to highlight the subtle nuances of this distinctly full-body and robust whiskey. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we do. Cool. <sighs> so, I'm going to pop it. Oh, and happy um, 4th July, I guess. Today is actually 4th July. Yeah,
2: while we're recording it is. Yeah. While you're listening to this, it's not. But, man, yeah. ha- happy Independence Day to you as well. Yes. One
1: two three pop. Ooh. Ooh, that was a good one. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's give some pours. Ooh. <laughs> nice. Hopefully this is uh good because as we said, it's actually our 4th of July, so this is gonna
2: start our drinking yeah. for the day. <laughs> I was thinking about that on the way here. It's like, I'm going to have, you know, a whiskey and maybe a beer. I'm not going to go crazy. I'm still going to drive home. But then once I get home, I'm hanging out for the day. Yeah. And I'm not going to want to just let that stop. Yeah. So, you
1: yeah. Know. Well, I don't want this to ruin the rest of my day.
2: You know. we'll <laughs> so here's to it, man. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, it's sweeter than I anticipated.
1: Yeah. It smells actually.
2: Especially oh. if you said it's a 111. Yeah. I expected a little bit more, um ethanol in the nose there's
1: really no ethanol in the nose at all not at all hmm. it does uh, it has that black cherry smell though. yeah which is good which is actually
2: pretty common in cast dark the dark um if, if if when you're smelling whiskey and you you don't get dark cherry it's um some people just describe it as just like a dark fruit like dark plum dark yeah. um you know something in that yes of that nature of that nature I'm happy with that, yeah it drinks more like a one eleven than it smells, yep, but it's definitely really good. It's got some interesting flavors to it. you know what I like about it is the uh when you drink something that's a cask strength, you anticipate or expect there to be a little bit of a burn yeah you know uh, but this this drinks evenly, yeah it's got a little bit of a burn right immediately and mm-hmm. then it, fin- it it goes through the through the whole finish, but it it's not one of those uh where it surprises you at the very end and kind of kicks you in the nuts. <laughs> it's yeah. it's nice and, and, and pleasant through the whole the whole taste. There's a lot of vanilla in that. Yeah, there is actually, you're right.
1: Oh, and um, for everybody that's joining us for the first time because of the giveaway, welcome to the show.
2: Oh, that's right. Yeah. Welcome. We're glad to have you. We hope you enjoy. Yeah. And always, always feel free to shoot us a message with suggestions, maybe topics you'd like to hear about, whether it's whiskey or whitetail related and, um, any good feedback or, you know, negative feedback We're we're always looking to improve. So,
1: and whether you like the show or not, please click the five-star like button and maybe leave a comment because yeah. it helps us get uh picked up by, it comes up higher in searches when there's reviews. Absolutely. You can even leave a negative review if, if that's what you feel like doing. If you feel like ruining the dream of two common people. <laughs> If you're into crushing dreams, by all means. And while you're here, please use code podcast on our website to get 20% off anything. That's right. And that's always available for you. And we have a new product up that uh, we already did a brand new for, so I don't know if we should do it again.
2: Why not? Okay.
1: Um. Yeah. (laughs) New product alert. We have done a collaboration with Dom, um, the photographer that we repost all the time. He's got a a young little two fawns kind of smelling each other and then a buck and a doe getting smelled the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, and we picked those photos to go as a pairing and they're on bourbon barrel staves as rest and these are all one of a kind. None of them are going to look the same. No two pieces of bourbon stave are the same. Right. But these are... Um, I think they're Jim Beam staves is what they were pulled from. Possibly Maker's Mark.
2: Yeah, it's Jim Beam or Maker's Mark.
1: <clears throat> but those are the those are up now and they're 80 bucks and that is free shipping and 20 of that 80 goes to WS Foundation to help support veterans. Yep. And we're doing a run of 50 to start. May do more later. Um, but I think that's going to be a staple thing for us for a lot of these charities is, is to use that, and because Dom's huge into charitable stuff, yep. and he also has a podcast uh, that you should check out, Shutters and Shells. Shutters and Shells, and I think that's all the administrative notes. We can start the show. <laughs> <laughs> if the show hasn't started. Um, yeah, to everybody that's new, we we sometimes cover topics. Sometimes just kind of freestyle today. We have a couple topics we want to talk about yeah. that are related to the holiday. That's right. Um,
2: do you want to go first or do you want me to, uh, i tell you what, I will go first. Or no.
1: How about you go first? Because in timeline of history, mine is second. Is it? 1814.
2: Yes. You're right. Yes. Sorry. I'm, uh, it's okay. I, I didn't realize. All right. So, oh, go, go ahead. Uh, <clears throat>
1: sorry. Pilot update. Oh yeah, cool. So last episode, I said he had like twenty hours. I yeah. was mistaken. Oh, okay, it's two hundred and sixty hours. Oh, way better. So he's <laughs> he's he's actually a really good pilot now. So uh, I was
2: actually when I was listening, editing it, and and, and we were you we were talking about it. You said twenty something hours, and then you mentioned that he's landed at forty of sixty yeah. something. I was like, how in the hell did yeah, he, he done that in twenty? As and then I was like, well, I don't know anything about aviation. Maybe they measure hours differently no. some way for you know no. it only counts. During the time you're above a certain elevation, I, don't, I, don't, uh, know. I don't know or altitude, I don't know. I think it's wheels off that, that it, the clock starts. Nice, but he um, he's getting ready to buy an
1: Aerostar, which is a twin prop. They're pretty nice looking. Yeah. Um, so once he buys that, we'll have opportunities. But he, I also, uh,
2: I also like the fact that um, you. I can't remember if you mentioned in text message or if it was on the podcast, but you mentioned that he's. Down for some bourbon hunting trips after the storm season passes.
1: Yes, that yeah. was a text. I that's like what that. I was going to say. I like
2: that he's cognizant of the fact yeah. that.
1: <laughs> so once all this, the the storms, and stuff are kind of done, probably cutting into hunting season, which it'll is be no right. big deal. But he uh, he's like, I'm down to travel and and we'll stay nights. He's like, there's no reason to go rush there and rush back. Yeah. So um, the one that we're looking at right now is flying into Bardstown, the airport at Bardstown, and then they have a rental car service that brings the car to the plane. What? Yeah.
2: Dude, we gotta get, make some pictures of us like oh, ste-
1: stepping off of a plane. There's gonna be, oh, <laughs> yeah. So the new thing that we're working on, there's gonna be a lot of content on there about that. Yeah, for sure.
2: That's funny. Uh, <laughs> I'm just picturing us like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be like so fun you can have a with video. that. It's gonna be fun. like, have you seen? Uh, for for what it's worth, the uh, like Logan Paul and his brother, yeah. Like when they travel and yeah. they fly with their and they're on their jet and like. They're walking through airports and in like uh, like spandex gym shorts, yeah, and flip flops and like a fur coat, yeah, and just like because you can and yeah. why not, right? So we should we should travel in in uh, all in full
1: camouflage, like we're actually bourbon hunters. <laughs> That's what we will do. we'll do. we like, put camo on our
2: faces yeah, and yeah,
1: <laughs> the bourbon hunters. And then we just like the plane lands and we get out and we're you know we're we're holding Glencairn glasses like looking for bourbon.
2: We'll we'll call for burt for 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 liquor stores. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and this is how quickly, if you're new to this podcast, one one joke can rabbit hole into a.
1: Oh, to finish that up, we're landing in Bardstown. <laughs> yes, we're going to go to Le- uh, Louisville, and we're just going to stay the night in Louisville. So anyone that's in that area and wants to hang out. I'm sure we'll do a couple podcasts while we're there. But yeah, that'd be cool. That'll be um, probably October ish, if I had to guess, when they start doing all the big drops. We'll see
2: that all happens, actually, the new releases all take place generally in the fall. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because they
1: give it one last summer, and then they mm-hmm. start bottling before winter. Because a lot of times when they leave them in the cast for, or the barrel for too long mm-hmm. through the winter, and then they crack them in the spring, it, there's a lot of tannins because those barrels are just, they're not breathing. They're just sealed yeah. up real tight, and it yep. it changes the flavor.
2: Man. Whitetails, ducks, new whiskey in the fall. It's a great time of year, man. I know.
1: From August to
2: February, it's like... It's heaven. Yeah. So um, anything else on not the pilot thing?
1: That. No. Okay, cool.
2: So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some of the alcohol consumption of our founding fathers. Um, I found it interesting uh, as you study and, and read about the history of whiskey that um, you know alcohol consumption during that time was much different than it is today. Yes. For two reasons. One, I believe a lot of times there was not as much well, there weren't very, very, as many options, right? You yeah. had you sometimes had potable water, yeah, or you had wine. It was also way lower proof back then. That was the second thing I was going to yeah. say is that it was not as high proof. So, yeah. um, you know, take what I'm going to what I'm going to tell you with a grain of salt, but it's still pretty awesome to think yep. about. So, th- there was an effort in the mid 1800s, uh, what's referred to as the temperance movement, to remove certain parts of our history. Sound familiar? Yeah. Um, but this was, <laughs> <laughs> but this was not in an effort to. Uh, you know, fit some current ideological or political agenda. It was an effort to shape the image of the country. Sure. Um, And and in particular, what I'm, what I'm referring to is efforts to remove tales and uh, evidence of our founding father's drinking habits at at that sometimes in, in history books and and things like that. Luckily for us, some of those uh, tavern and bar receipts um, or, uh, delivery, invoices, whatever you want to say, uh, survived. And so we have an idea today of how our founding fathers
1: threw down. Well, one of the fascinating things about the whiskey class we teach is, is we talk about uh after the revolutionary war, when the French went back to and everybody thinks of French as in wine and drinking all the time. Right, so right. these French would return. And, and there was a saying that Americans would drink from sunup to sunup. <laughs> and it's so like the
2: whole world saw this country as, as a bunch of drunk degenerates. Right. Then well, you so had a
1: fire pistol, I guess.
2: Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I did some digging and I, and the only one, the, the best example I could find, uh, it's a short article for, actually from soft Um, And it actually says that one of the one of these receipts um, actually comes from the farewell party thrown for George Washington in Philadelphia in 1787.
1: Is that when he was leaving office, I guess?
2: I think so. It was. um, I actually don't know. I should know that. But it was just a few days before the framers of the Constitution would uh, set their first signatures to dry. Um, Washington's guest included 55 attendees including other prominent figures in US history like Ben Franklin, Alexander Hamilton, James Madison, um, and they proceeded to basically drink just about every drop of alcohol inside the city tavern. And the bill for that included, check this out. 54 bottles of Madeira, mm. 60 bottles of claret. Am I saying that right? 8 bottles of whiskey, which I was a little I was a little disappointed only eight bottles of whiskey 22 bottles of porter eight of hard cider 12 bottles of beer and seven bowls of alcoholic punch wow uh today i believe that would be actually this so uh, in mid two thousand dollars that would be a bar tab of roughly fifteen thousand (laughs) four hundred (laughs) dollars jeez um what was the date on this again so this was an 18 uh, i'm sorry seven
1: 1787 okay yeah so in 1789 that's when um his presidency began okay so is before he's
2: president makes sense because declaration of independence and then the constitution yeah so that, yeah. That, that, that sounds right yep that's a lot of alcohol that's a ton of alcohol we should have a party <laughs> <laughs> with 55 people and yeah. try to How, what was the current day dollar amount again the current, uh, so it's it said $2,011, uh, so you could probably tack on 30%, a, a 30% or a, another 1000 or $2,000 to it. Um, it was 15400 just for the alcohol. It does Damn. not include the the entertainment musicians that were paid to entertain. Well, it
1: makes you wonder because of the, so Madeira, like you can get crappy Madeira. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how they, and you can get crappy whiskey. I wonder sure. how they, uh, we should do it and do the exact same thing, but do like crappy stuff. Like malt liquor and uh, instead of a claret and uh and like I don't know Jim Beam or, or uh, that oh the Evan Williams uh, Hunter God what's going on my face the Evan
2: Williams Bob and bond that I posted this morning <laughs> the hole in my face isn't working right um but it, the, the 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 article goes on to say so on this Fourth of July while you weigh the repercussions of that third beer just rest assured that your founding fathers would undoubtedly support your decision to have it that's it. <laughs> Just make sure you've got to write home. Blah 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 blah. So, what's that? That was a video on that page I was reading Uh from. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) What was it doing? That sounded like a. I don't know. It was an ad for something. When we go uh, back to it.
1: Yeah, let's see what it is. Free advertising for this company.
2: Oh, it is a. um, It's a 1776 movie clip. Uh. We'll see what it says. That sounds fun. Um, play.
1: What's happening right now? What's this sound?
2: Uh, uh, it's a guy walking through a, uh, through a courtroom. through Mr. Thompson,
1: has a
3: dispatch. From the commander, Army of the United Colonies in New York, dispatch number 1157. The
1: Honorable Congress, John Hancock, President, dear sir. Is this real? It no, it's Army's not real. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I just
2: said that. <laughs> All
1: right. This real? They, they recorded this on. on an MP3? Yeah, they did. Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> time travel's real. Get the feather and ink and also the MP3 recorder, yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Stupid. Yeah, I, um, not to, well, yeah, whatever, it's our show, we can do what we want. Yeah, we I, I went down a rabbit hole the other day about time travel. Oh, yeah. So, it's possible, so they, they say that it's possible to go forward in time, mm-hmm. but to go back in time, you, it's not possible until they discover how to go forward in time. Because if you discover how to go forward from that day on, right. you could travel back in time to that day. To so that day, but no but no, but no further. further yeah. No further, not possible. I think we talked about that. I think that's very fascinating. It's fascinating. But that sucks we'll never get to go see uh John Adams walking through a, a, a <laughs> whatever. <laughs> well, we can't go party with yeah, I wonder if we could sneak in. If we could travel back in time, sneak into that party. Sneak into that party. Yeah, and bring some Chattanooga one eleven with us. Yeah. She would be like,
2: what is this? What's up,
1: dude? <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine hanging out with uh hanging out with the founding fathers with some hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty proof bourbon?
2: Yeah. I bet they stunk really bad. I bet
1: they get wrecked. And then, oh, yeah, you got to hold his hair back, hold his teeth, his for wig, him. and hold <laughs> his,
2: his wooden dentures while he's trying to sign the Constitution. <laughs> Did you know they weren't wooden? Oh, they weren't? No, I thought they were. All right, so this is a, this is a whiskey and whitetails
1: exclusive. exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we were all taught that George Washington's teeth were wooden. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're all like, you know what they are? That's what mm-hmm. you're thinking. They weren't, they were teeth from slaves. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> it's rough, right? It, like they oh, have them man. in a museum. You can go fact check this. Are That's not at, a lie.
2: Are they at Mount
1: Vernon? In, I, I don't know. So I, I. That would be dope if they were like in a little jar. Uh, this is where, when the last uh, time you took them off, they were. No. Nah. It's <laughs> <That's> terrible. <laughs> no, they do I have know them. that. Yeah. And they were made of slaves, but they don't huh. think that it was that they pulled slaves teeth. Yeah. They think that the slaves pulled their own teeth and sold them for that to have money.
2: I, I can see that too.
1: But yeah. Yeah on the topic of things being erased from history.
2: Yeah. That's another podcast. Yeah. Entirely. No. <laughs> right. So
1: I wanted to, was that, um, you had more on that?
2: No, that was it, man. I just thought it was cool. That was a, yeah. that was a bunch of different, uh, a lot of alcohol for 55 people. Yeah, that is a
1: lot. Cause you might yeah, it had to be lower proof. And I think that maybe sort of the price was the price. Um, they didn't break it down by, alcohol type. So I don't know. So how much they told you how much the price was back then. Yeah. Oh, okay. So my, my statement about it could have been shitty
2: Madeira and cheaper. No, no well that, that, that was the real price. Well, no, that, that price was what it would be. Yeah. T- right. Today. today. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. That's a lot of think about, dollars. I mean, you think about how much, if you went in and you, you stuck to like bargain can pick up at any alcohol store or grocery store, beers and liquors.
1: $15,000. I also wonder how accurate that is because the continental dollar was worth basically nothing back then.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, it didn't go into detail about what uh, – I'm sure we could find another yeah, article yeah. that details it more.
1: Because I feel like uh, – I don't know. I just – I remember because another thing from our whiskey class is, is people – one of the first for sale ads mm-hmm. was someone trading a barrel of whiskey or – Continental dollars, and that's what started the whiskey uprising or the whiskey rebellion, mm-hmm. was that people were using whiskey as as currency because the Continental dollars were worth nothing.
2: Which, ironically, Washington sent troops to try and squash. Yeah, he did.
1: He, <laughs> it was the first and only time that federal troops have been enacted on on U.S. soil, and a lot of people died.
2: Yep, all for some whiskey.
1: Makes you feel like he's maybe not that cool of a guy. Yeah,
2: slaves teeth and squashing the yeah, killing you know farmers. What? That, Fuck George Washington. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So we'll move into uh, Francis Scott Key. This is one of our favorite stories, and we've never broken it down. We've played a small portion of it and kind of talked about it. And if you've been around for a while, you've heard us mention it. Um, but for all you new folks, we're doing this mainly for you, but also so that everybody else can get the uh, full experience. So the uh, excuse me the um the story of Anasseron. So Anasseron was a Greek um, poet long time ago, many moons ago. And he wrote poems about basically debauchery, drinking and women (laughs) and and things of that nature. So in the 1600s, before the founding of America, there was a society called the Anacreonic Society. And they had a song that was kind of like their introduction to the, to the community. And you would learn this song, like a pledge, if you will. Uh, And it was called to an in heaven. And this song um, it's basically a drinking song. I would read the lyrics to you, but they're extremely boring and they don't make a lot of sense because it's 1600 English speak. Um, yeah. They're not, it's not that interesting, but it's a drinking song.
2: So Paul, just yeah. he wrote about debauchery. Yes. Drinking, women, yes, partying. Uh-huh. And the lyrics didn't make, doesn't make, don't make a whole lot of sense. Right. It sounds like a rap song. <laughs>
1: right. Right. <laughs> well, let me, so let me read some of it. So just so you know what the opening thing says. So, these are the full lyrics for To Anastron in Heaven. So, it says, To an Anastron in Heaven, where he sat in full glee, a few sons of harmony sent a petition that he, their inspire and patron would be, when the answer arrived from the jolly old Grecian, voice, fiddle, and flute, no longer be mute. I'll send you my name and inspire you to boot. And besides, I'll instruct you like me to twine the myrtle of Venus with Bacchus vine. So... Venus means like women and he's yeah. talking about, you know, wine and women. It's kind
2: of... So keep keep those lyrics in mind and how <laughs> repeating those and memorizing those and having to repeat them might be a challenge. It would be difficult. Sober. Yes. Now continue.
1: So <laughs> you would sing this song um, like when you would get drunk and they would all sing it. And if you could make it through the song, which there's like six verses to the song and they're all basically... Written like that. <laughs> it's a super long song. It's two minutes and 26 seconds on here, which may not even be the full song. Do you think they like, they spoke like that? Like when they ordered <laughs> eggs and toast, they would just, excuse me, sir, to bacca sun vine. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. But so this tune will sound familiar. Some of you know what's coming, but we haven't actually played it before. Um, we've talked about it. It's usually something we say for our whiskey classes, but it's one of our favorite things. But we're going to let the song play until. One of us are tired of hearing it, I guess. So a quick music break.
0: To, to an acryon in
3: heaven, where he sat in full glee. A few sons of harmony sent a petition. Sound
1: familiar? There, to the new folks? Blew my mind the first time I heard it. It blows everybody's mind It's uh, the it's National Anthem, folks So your National Anthem There was a poem written by Francis Scott Key in 1814 He wrote that while under constant fire To the tone of a drinking song from England And just, uh, you know Because it is the 4th of July Let's, uh, let's go ahead and see How this sounds in comparison
0: Same song. I kind of want to see if there's a
1: better. Yes. Yeah. Raise your glasses.
0: How you the fourth, you like us. At the fourth, Matt. <laughs>
1: So there you go, folks, the full explanation of the song and the uh, comparison to the actual national anthem. And and as Gus said, usually when I play that for people, their mind is blown because nobody believes it. It's just not something that uh, you would think would be real.
2: Well, I think I think something that it that it it repeats itself regularly when you really study history and certain things is that regardless of where you're at in the world, people reuse things, people recycle For sure. things. And so I think as Americans, we like to sit on our high horse and believe that that song was yeah. just pulled from the depths of a Patriot soul yeah. and just spewed, you know, like the blood of the Patriots fighting at the time it was written onto the paper. Uh, but then when you realize that he was, you know, sitting in a ship watching the bombardment of, uh, American Patriots, well I guess they weren't Americans at the time, but the colonials in Baltimore. Yeah. Uh being from you know, being bombarded by, by British ships. Uh and and the the agreement was that if the flag was standing the next morning by sunrise, that he would be set free. Yeah. I believe it was the agreement. Um I'm mean, gonna sound like a total ass if that's not true. I don't like that story. I don't but, know if that's true or not either, but I like it. But he sat and why he wrote that um, we, I think Americans like to believe that, that that's how that that yeah. happened but truth is it's a drinking song it's a, it's probably a tune that was in the forefront of his mind and yeah, <laughs> he wrote the national anthem to it so while I still am very patriotic and I love our national anthem I can when I listen to it I can't help but smile a little bit the yeah. fact that it's a drinking song too
1: I know I love it <laughs> and it's it's um, it's prohibition that got rid of all that all the stuff that you should have known yeah. Those thirteen years of prohibition, which is crazy to think, thirteen years of prohibition. It's
2: a long time, man. It's that's longer than I've lived down here in this area. Just I couldn't about the same imagine. Same amount of time, actually.
1: Thirteen hours at
2: most. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, it, that's that's always fun too. Uh, I think I think it really, depending on who the group is, um, older folks, uh, folks that are older, like I don't know, our parents' age and older that are doing a class. Seem to be the most yeah. surprised by that. Um, it's, 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 that's what
1: lights me up is when we do older folks is because uh, when you start telling them something they don't know, because you, you know that most people are pretty cocky and they think they've learned all they can learn, but some people appreciate the fact that there are things they don't know. Yeah. But do you take something as common as the national anthem and you explain that to them? Yeah. They're just mind blown.
2: It's why <clears throat> Matt likes to ask, you know, what he likes to ask the audience or the class member uh, the class attendees, like where they fall on a scale of one to ten of whiskey knowledge. Yeah, and I think most people think that what he means by that is just whiskey <laughs> itself, just brands <laughs> yeah. and you know what's a what's a whiskey versus a scot or a, 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 a Canadian whiskey or Irish whiskey versus a Scotch versus a bourbon. Blah 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 blah. But that's not entirely what he means. He no. means what do you know about whiskey? Yep. Like. Beginning to end, top to bottom, from its inception, from the beginnings of of alcohol and, and, and containers and barrels being made, what do you know? And a lot of people are like, Oh, I'm seven, I'm an eight. Yep. And and those are the ones that we that that we like to get the most because those are the ones that start off talking a lot, big talk, and yep. by halfway through the class, they're yeah, quiet. Jaw drop.
1: <laughs> because everybody thinks when we do it because it's a whiskey class, so they're like, Oh, I'm gonna learn about caramel and vanilla. And that's one of my favorite things to say is I'm not gonna insult you by saying you don't know what vanilla smells like.
2: Well, and here's the thing taste those tastes, those smells that we I got the hiccups. i am drinking this beer too fast. I
0: finished uh-huh. that
2: whiskey too fast. More <laughs> early in the day. It's only not even eleven o'clock yet. <laughs> um, America. Yeah. Uh we Ye. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what I was gonna say. Um, we were talking
1: about, uh, people being, um, no one thinking they know everything.
2: Yeah. And I had a point I was going to make and then I got the hiccups and now I forgot. Oh, well reset. It'll come back. Control delete hiccup. <laughs> Defrag. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's always fun to, uh, to mess with those folks and we enjoy it because it's, it's, oh, that's what it was. Subjective taste and yeah, smells are subjective, yeah. right? Yep. Like our classes aren't meant to be hours and hours long. You know, we want to, we want to give you. Uh, an experience, and that's what it is. We cover a myriad of things to give you a whiskey experience, and we don't
1: blind you. Don't even know you are drinking. Right, you don't know you are drinking
2: until the end, um, and then afterwards we introduce some cocktails and maybe and some things like that. Uh, but it, we could spend two or three hours talking about specific tasting notes and specific um, nosing um, techniques and tasting techniques, and at the end of the day, all that's going to be subjective, and so. We feel it's a bit, it's a better use of your time as as an attendant as an attendee of this class to get some information and history about whiskey so you can appreciate what you're drinking. You can spend the rest of your life developing those tasting notes and how you smell uh, I can't teach that to you yeah. like I can teach you it takes experience I can teach you how to do it yeah. right like don't get your nose too far too close not too far blah blah blah, blah. but at the end of the day like if I smell caramel and butterscotch, you know, and you smell something different, then that that is what it is. Like there's nothing to teach there.
1: What it is is anyone can do a whiskey class. Anyone can just sit there, you know, go get certified bourbon steward, just start talking. Yep. But the thing about it is is a lot of that stuff is just too high. People just it's 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 disservice to the customer to go into a high level thing when yeah. they can just, they can go anywhere and get that. And so what we're doing is we're giving you the background knowledge, the things that you didn't think about. So even while you're learning, you're like, Oh, this is interesting. And you can think of other things just like in hunting. We, that's the reason that we position this class in that way is because in hunting, anyone can go learn how to shoot a rifle. You can go and learn about bullets. You can go learn all this stuff. Yep. But what you don't know off the bat is the, generational knowledge and the background of how to hunt how to actually appreciate hunting and how it's done correctly and and that's the reason that we do it is because this 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 company was made to teach hunters about whiskey and the reason why is because
2: it's the same same kind of premise people yeah it's the same group of of people generally that we have found it's it's there's a, there's a natural overlap between folks that enjoy whiskey and folks that love the outdoors and hunting. And we felt that whiskey and this company, whiskey and whitetails was a great way to bridge that gap and bring those communities together and really celebrate for the, and this is kind of for those who haven't, who are just joining and, you know, hearing this podcast for the first time, but the idea is really to celebrate that camaraderie and that, uh, that fellowship that both whiskey, the whiskey community and the hunting community share. Yes. Um, both communities by themselves have a lot of camaraderie, a lot of fellowship, yep. especially after the hunt. They all like to talk. And so why not bring them together um, in, in a unique way and through our, our podcast and our social media and, and video and, and photography and, and, and our products. And that was really what it, what it, what it's all about at the end of the day. And we have a lot of big things in the works that are going to, uh, I think highlight more and more um, of the hunting community stuff. Uh, unfortunately, those things are just taking a little while longer to curate and, and put together. But I think everybody will be pleasantly surprised. Um, there's
1: maybe three people on this planet that know what our end goal is. And we're probably two years from the end goal.
2: It's, and we're probably, and we're probably two of those three.
1: <laughs> yeah, we are. Well, um, I'd, I'd say four if we're counting us. So there's, yeah, 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 there's yeah, you're right. But it's where this is going is not yeah. it's not this. Like you're in on the beginnings yes.
2: of the beginnings. If, if Whiskey and Whitetails were a uh, a roller coaster ride like we're buckled in and we're just moving out of the yeah. platform. We haven't even started the click 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 click
1: up yep. up yet. We're getting there. The first click 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 will probably be 2 months from now. This one will start going up the hill, and you'll be like, "Ah, oh, I think I can get it now." But we're seriously two years from yeah from what this company is going to be and and being a reality.
2: This company is going to be much more than just a podcast, much more than much just more than just a- bourbon barrel products. Bourbon it's, barrel it's products. Not where we're- that's that's all part of it, yep. and it, it and it it rounds out the overall experience of what we want. Uh, it's our funding for the end goal brand to be, uh, but it's not the end game and it will certainly never stop. I think it'll always be part of the company, Um, but our, our end game is much bigger um, and it's going to be a lot more exciting, not more exciting, but just, no, it is going to be, yeah, I guess maybe it is more exciting (laughs) for us. Yeah. Yeah. But But yeah, that's, um, that's,
1: that's the reason that we, we look at a historical standpoint is because as hunters, we've learned a lot from, sitting around a campfire and talking. And that's why we, we consider this podcast like our campfire where we're sharing some background stuff. We're sharing stuff about the company. And soon you will have the ability to have more interaction with the podcast
2: and be able to um, sit at the campfire.
1: Yeah. It's
2: basically yeah. the best way to say it. I mean, because when you sit down at a campfire, whether it, whether you're just camping not hunting related and you, and you have, you're sharing whiskey with some buddies so or whether it's at a, a hunting lodge or a hunt camp and,
1: or it's just in the woods. Like we've done campfires in the middle of the woods before we yeah. just drink and listen to music.
2: It doesn't matter what it is, uh, sitting around a fire and talking. The, the topics range from day to day life hunting to whatever it is. And that's, that's kind of how we approach our podcast. It's kind of how we approach things that we do, um, and some of our content. Uh, but we want to make sure that, we have a way to, to get folks involved and that's what we're working on.
3: Yeah.
2: It's going to be awesome. It's fun. It's going to be fun. And I'm going to have to clone myself. <laughs> so, yeah. For, but it's okay.
1: Yeah.
2: It's, I'm I'm perfectly fine with running on little to no sleep for the next few years to make it happen.
1: Yeah. Cause it'll be well worth it once we get there.
2: Yeah. But as far as, as far as hunting goes, um, I know that you and I have both talked about getting out into the woods. Uh, our club has had a couple of work days we both missed. There's two more this this month in July uh, that I'm going to have to make. Of course, with my schedule with the kids and, and other activities, there are other things that fall the same mornings. So it's going to be one of those things where like I'm going to have to personally go out and be there like 6 or 7 a.m. And, and be there like an hour before everybody else to get some work in so that When I leave an hour before everybody else, um, they don't think I'm slacking, but I got to get back for, for scouting events and other kid activities. But, uh,
1: so Matt Livingston, I was talking to him yesterday about, uh, he also hasn't been able to make it to a work day, Mm -hmm. but the thing about it is, is our velvet hunt is quickly approaching. It really it's, is. It's yeah. a month and a half away at this point. Mm-hmm. Um but we were discussing the hunt club as well and he hasn't been able to make it out. So we were going to do, you know, us three just go out there and, and knock stuff out, which yeah. in all honesty we'd probably get more done. 100%
2: on a work day anyway. Most of these work days this time this time of year, uh half the time ends up being socializing with new members and answering yeah. questions and which is fine. Like I it's it's absolutely necessary to get those guys kind of accustomed to what's going on out there and familiar with the area, but um, sometimes more yes, is less. Yeah. Sometimes less is more.
1: So I've got a local photographer that I've been speaking with and, and, um, if this comes to fruition, he wants to come out there with us and kind of capture the work day and capture putting up stands and that'd be awesome and kind of, you know, work on his, um, photography stuff and, and iron sharpens iron is something that he said he was, you know, so we could work together on this stuff, but, uh, it'd be cool to have him come out there and just kind of cover. While we're, you know, mowing and planting and putting up stands and, and chainsaws and weed whacking around the hump. Yeah, because it's something that we don't,
2: we don't get to right. with our content creation. It's hard for us to capture ourselves doing all the things that we yeah. talk about us doing, yep. especially leading up to the season. Um, it must know, it's,
1: be something that we grow together with because he's also interested in a studio setup where okay. he could film, you know, do his own. He does something different than us. But sure. But he's talking about needing a space. Yeah, you know, and just as we need a space as well, which is probably gonna be
2: sooner than later, um, that we'll be upgrading. Yeah, I like the idea yeah. uh, that you that you mentioned. Um maybe if we can find something like that um and only have to sign a year or six month yeah. lease so we can sort of play it half a year at a time yeah. as we grow. Because it's, we've been talking about this workshop
1: thing for a while, but the, the problem is hunting season's coming and neither of us are going to be around pretty much from September, the first week of, was that Labor Day?
2: Yeah. So the week week after or week, week of Labor yeah. Day weekend. So
1: from then till December, we're not going to be able to use the space. The only thing that we would use it for is recording podcasts and um, photography work and maybe a shipping station and a drop-off location. But actually having a workshop, I think we're fine. Until next year, but the um, <clears throat> being able to provide a studio that other people could also use, you know, and help us cover the price of yeah, what it would cost for sure. But we got to find a central location, and luckily that the area that we're looking at is central to a lot of mm-hmm. people that live here. So it's, yeah, it's um, yeah, that's something that's going to be happening sooner or later. But yeah, for the hunt club, setting up the tree stands and clearing shooting lanes and planning the fields and mowing and all the things that we need to get done. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be nice to have him come out and uh, not have to pick up any implements, just run the camera. Yeah. That'd be cool. Um, but I figured we could do that one Saturday and maybe stay and have dinner and. Yeah. That'd be cool. Just, you just know, stay the night cook drink something. drink a little yeah. bit, you know?
2: Yeah. Let's plan that. That'd be cool. Yeah. Well, um, we,
1: we were talking, I was <laughs> already planned. So <laughs> not this weekend, but the weekend <laughs> after.
2: You gotta let me know these things so I can. I just did it last
1: team. night. Okay. I don't know if that works for us, but the well, weekend after.
2: Weekend after next?
1: Yeah. Because I see. figured next weekend we'll, we'll work the market. And then the week after we'll do Friday and we'll take Saturday off.
2: Okay. So the weekend after next is the seventh. So next weekend is the 17th. Wait. Yeah. What? What? So there's a work day on the 10th and a work day on the 24th. <laughs> so we'd be
1: going the 17th.
2: Okay. So that weekend's clear. Okay. Which is great. If that if that if that weekend works, then let's make it happen so I can get it in the calendar now.
1: All right, then it's done because I'm
2: I'm gone out of town, and I don't know what my availability, cell phone service wise, is going to be from about the fourth of August through the. Um, I just messaged him. We're set for the
1: seventeenth. His name's Adam. So, Adam, if you're listening the 17th, I just, I messaged you just now, but um, if you don't get it before Monday and you listen to the podcast, then there you go.
2: So, yeah, th- from the 4th of August through the 12th, if not later of August, I'm going to be...
1: Do you know how many messages I've gotten this since we launched the giveaway? Oh, we didn't even talk about the giveaway. Oh, yeah, let's talk about it. Well, before that, <laughs> you know how many messages I've gotten since I've, we've launched the giveaway from I don't people know. saying, I can't believe it took me this long to subscribe?
2: To the podcast? Yeah.
1: I'm like, well, thanks for coming. But yeah, Yeah. I also can't believe how long it took.
2: Yeah. I I mean,
1: it is what it is. Well, I think us on here and us online are are too, like, people don't realize how much fun we have on the podcast.
2: Right. Like, I mean, the thing is, is this is going to sound silly, but like, we have to behave on social media yeah, because we're, because we are, uh, like our stuff circles around alcohol and hunting those two communities are already closely monitored yeah. and disliked by a lot of people. Um, our Facebook presence, um, I need to do some further investigation, but like as of a couple months ago, early at the beginning of the year, we were pretty much shut down on Facebook. We could yeah. post things and we could like interact, but we couldn't do any paid advertisements like other companies can. We can't utilize any of the marketing features. And we
1: used to could, we used to run paid advertisements all the right. time.
2: But what happened is, at, at, you know what? There's another podcast where I go on about it for about 20 minutes. To make a long story short, we have to be careful what we post and how we interact on those platforms. Because between the, I'll just say it, liberal ideology of the the people who seem to work and run uh, those companies uh, and other people who can, just by the nature of social media, stumble across our stuff and report it just because it uh, hurts their feelings. Yeah. We risk losing our platform, which is important for our growth and our ability to interact with the people who like our stuff.
1: And also, just to follow up on that, just because we're talking shit about liberal ideal, it doesn't mean we're Republicans. We actually don't give a shit about any political leaning, more or less. We have certain views, but neither of them align with the I'll party. I'll be the
2: first one to tell you that there are assholes on both sides yeah, of the aisle. Absolutely. And I really, honestly, at the end of the day, I have a hard time identifying myself as either of
1: them. Yeah. I just didn't um, want anyone to hear that and be like, yeah, oh, it, it
2: is what it is. This is not a political yeah. podcast. We, we don't get into politics. But, but I will, if, if there's something going on in the country or in society, you know, we'll call the spade a spade. We'll call it for what it yeah. is. Um, but and progressives were responsible
1: for prohibition. Uh-huh. Progressives don't like hunting. Just so so it it is. It, It's just what it is. This is the group that is targeting these things and they're the group that runs social media so it's yeah and we we get in a lot
2: and for whatever reason rather than see something they don't like and just keep scrolling they feel some social responsibility to you know what
1: it is is because people it's a lot of people do this they'll see someone doing something good like Mm -hmm. feeding the homeless you'll see like somebody working at a soup kitchen and then you will retweet or repost or re whatever that As though now you're the one that's there feeding them and and helping people. When in reality, you're not. You're just sitting behind a screen. So a lot of people on the screen they feel as though Bambi or alcohol destroys families or whatever, and they they feel this power of being online and saying, "I too don't stand for it." But they're never going to cut anyway. Let's get off this. Let's get off
2: it. No, I have one more thing. it's funny. I saw a picture the other day, and it was um, it was a I can't remember if it said how anti hunters or how vegans or whatever think animals die in the wild. And it was a deer. I think it was a deer. And it was like in a hospital bed with uh, a bunch of people uh, around, like yeah. comforting it's okay. it. It's, it's, okay. it's, <laughs> it's like, you know, people give us shit for, for hunting. And and at the end of the day, right, the way you and I, I think both feel about it is when we kill an animal and, and we're putting that meat in our freezers, right? We're, we're cutting out those middlemen yep. where the same thing happens in a slaughterhouse or somewhere else on a farm. And we're taking that, responsibility and that burden of having that blood on our hands Yeah, there's
1: nothing glorious about it we're not not, we're at all. not
2: um, that's not to say that I don't enjoy the process of yes of, of of the chase and the hunt itself but taking the life of an animal um, is not is not fun it, well, yeah but, but it, at the end of the day when I sit down and I cook a meal for my family and I see the smiles on their faces um, or there are national shortages on certain types of meat and yeah. I know that I have a way to provide for my family. Despite yeah, that, that makes me feel good. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, you know, these animals don't die like nice, peaceful deaths.
1: No, they get eaten. They get eaten or they usually from the asshole forward <laughs> by, by wild animals. I mean, it's not good <laughs> or, or they grind their teeth down so far. They can't, they can't eat anymore. Eat, start they starve to death, death or they and get diseases. Yeah, and
2: it's not good. So when we hunt and we take that life, it's not a glorious thing, yeah. but it's quicker and it's far painless than their natural death would
1: be. And they see the high fives and they think that we're celebrating killing something when, it, when in reality it's, it's the amount of work that
2: went into that moment. That's the other thing people don't see is yeah. like one successful or a couple of successful k- kills during the year uh, to fill a freezer, you know, without going overboard. Yeah, there are there are people that do that. Um, you know, there's hundreds of hours that of preparation and hunting that that go into for, for a lot of people, maybe not some. But there are there are a lot of hours that go yeah. into and a lot of sacrifices away from family and uh, a lot of hot, sweaty, uncomfortable time out yep. in the in the in the field that it takes to make those things happen. Well, but, I think
1: photographers see it, and that's another thing about photographers too is people are like why are why are wildlife photos so expensive? Like it costs five dollars to make this picture, ten dollars or whatever it costs. I mean, for a small one, you know, obviously. Yeah. Bigger prints cost more, but you're not paying for the piece of paper that has an image on it. You're paying for the equipment and the amount of time that was spent in the woods chasing that picture. Yeah, We
2: we talked to Dom about, you know, how many pictures he takes versus the ones that he chooses that turn out the way he likes. You know, it's hundreds, if not thousands of photos that are taken a season.
1: Hours. And you have to be there at least an hour before... Oh, it they're going to be walking around, it, and you may sit there for five hours before you see anything. It's
2: a hunting trip in and of itself. Yeah. You're just you're yep. pulling a different kind of uh, trigger, so to speak. Yep, shooting with a different weapon. But
1: our started, right, giveaway is started. That's right. Giveaway. Sorry, Jesus. Giveaway. Giving some shit away. So we're doing a bourbon barrel clock, which is a uh, Basil Hayden Tank Two O Four. Is that we're giving away one of one. We're doing our one. Th- uh, before that, it's our one thousandth smoker block, and I in Sharpie wrote number one thousand on the back of it. And I have terrible handwriting, but uh, that's what you're getting. The thousandth smoker kit that we've made. The burn barrel clock, you're also getting a trail camera, which is a nice trail camera. You're getting a will, a uh, SIG rangefinder, which is a $200 range finder, which is nicer. than Gus, how much is your range finder?
2: So my rangefinder was, I forget. I have a, I forget the brand name. It's a halo, whatever. It was not cheap. They're not, they're not cheap uh, tools my, at all.
1: Mine, mine was like 80 bucks. I'm giving away a nicer rangefinder than I personally am.
2: Well, the one that you got for this giveaway is super fucking nice. Yeah. Yeah, super nice.
1: Yeah. So you're getting a nicer rangefinder than we actually have. <laughs> it's, um, so you're getting that. You're also getting a Willet Family Estate Rye, which we didn't want to make super obvious for obvious reasons. And we're giving away a bottle of Caribou as well, which is uh, they call it the Canadian Blantons because it is made by Sazerac. And it's really hard to find. It's a sought-after bottle. They're not cheap either. So it's about a 650 ish range, maybe 620 to $680 giveaway. And that is from our pockets. It is not sponsored by anyone. It's just us doing it. Uh, but if you're not entered to win, this podcast comes out on Monday. The gates close on Wednesday. So go to our Instagram page. We're not doing it on Facebook. So Instagram, Whiskey Tills on Instagram. And it'd be like two or three posts back, but it's pretty obvious what the picture it is. But you have five entries minimum or maximum that Mm -hmm. you can tag people. Um, Please tag one person per comment. That's kind of, I mean, you can tag as many as you want, but that's, that's the rule It's you know, (laughs) and then following this podcast gives you an extra five entries. So if you are following this podcast, excluding our pro staff, people that listen to us and we talk to on a daily basis, excluding those folks, but, If we don't know you and interact with you regularly and know that you follow the podcast, please send us a screenshot and you get an additional five entries. And just so y'all know, this is unbelievably painful the way we're doing this, but (laughs) (laughs) we're going to be as fair as possible. So everyone that's DM'd us, which we have, I don't know, like almost a hundred DMs right now, um, of people that have entered, sent us screenshots. We are going to, I personally am going to go through each one and record your screen name and give you an additional five entries. I am also through the developer tools on Google Chrome, I am going to export all of the comments and then painstakingly go through and select the actual usernames, which we are, it's going to take me, that's the reason it ends Wednesday and we're not going to discuss it until our next podcast recording, which will be Friday or Saturday. But the, yeah, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of
2: work we have to go, go through to, we have to calculate 649 this.
1: 649 comments and about 80 or about 90 DMs right now. So <sighs> it's going to suck a lot, but we're going to be as honest as possible about this. We yeah. did it to ourselves. We didn't think ahead of time. I, had, I just thought you could export comments, but you can't. Um, you cannot. So it's going to be a pain. But we're going to be as fair as possible. And I we haven't discussed. Figured out the method of picking, but we're probably going to do one of those um, line pick. Gener- we'll just pick one the generators. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're not going to cheat. We're not going to select anybody. Yeah, there's enough people that I think, in the off chance, someone that we associate with regularly probably won't win. Yeah, but if they do, so. uh, it's that wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't intentional. We might actually res no, nah, I'm going to be fair about it. So whoever wins wins. But Everyone will be counted, everyone will be included, etc., so on and so forth. So we are good for the 17th with this, uh, with this fella. He's good to go? Yep. I'm going to start right. writing down some shot ideas to catch throughout the day mm-hmm. in between work. So it's, uh yeah. And just because we've been burned in the past on people saying they're going to show up when we promote them and they didn't, we're going to hold off. But once you're there um, full Full rights, and uh, we'll bring up on the podcast and all this stuff. Yes, sir. We might actually even do a podcast that night. I think that we probably will. And we'll just talk to him because he does a lot of um, dog, like uh, hunting dog photos. Oh, okay. Which I believe is like duck stuff. Nice. Yeah, it's all duck dogs. And he looks like he's in fantastic shape. Look at this. That's great. Oh, that's not him. That's somebody that he was capturing. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, jeez. No, nah, it's just somebody he's working with. But um but yeah, he has
2: really good photography. I like it. It's good. I like dogs. Yeah, dogs are fun to uh to shoot. Not that I would know, I don't shoot too often. You gonna play something? You don't shoot dogs? No, I don't shoot dogs. <laughs> either. You about to play something?
1: Yeah. So this is one of our new buttons that's coming out. Okay. You already know what it is. I'll
2: but uh play it and I'll I'll, this I'll is one of the new buttons. fade it in.
1: We're gonna. It should be here next episode. It will be. Yeah. We're gonna use this for um, anytime we start telling a story, <laughs> and the story, and it's like back in my day. You know, one of those stories. So this is this is what you're gonna hear. Yeah. So that's a. You're gonna hear that whenever we start a. Uh, which we can't say what song it is because it's illegal. But when we start um. Telling stories that are that are like back in the day. We're gonna play some Vietnam <laughs> music.
2: So, uh, an update, and I, and I think thanks in part to all of our lovely listeners and friends, <clears throat> I'm getting <a> all emotional. <laughs> On social media, um, we have found ourselves ranked in the top 100 podcasts under the uh, leisure category, um, which is epic. Uh, of Apple Podcast, so thank you all. Yeah, you can so find us
1: on charitable and verify that
2: one small step uh in the direction that we we plan to go. Yes, uh, but yeah, that's pretty cool.
1: I think in in celebration of that, we should go live real quick. Let's do it and uh and just take the first person that joins. So
2: what if the first person that joins is me? <laughs> that's,
1: that'd be funny. <laughs> Let me spend this. Are you camera. going? Are you Let's going live on uh we're starting. We're telling your followers that you started a live video. Hey, I forgot I'm wearing a tank top. It's okay.
2: But is someone going to be mad cuz you so, got tattoos?
1: No, I just yeah, maybe. Hey, anyone that joins request. Request to come in. We're live on the podcast. We're going to talk to you. We got a um Hey, I like your chest. Oh. <laughs> What's up, dude? Can you turn that volume up?
2: Yeah, what's up? Who is it?
1: You there?
3: Yeah, I'm here. What's up, man? Oh, not much. Down here at the land. Oh, are you? Yeah. Nice.
1: Uh, this is uh, Rocco, by the way.
2: Hey, what's up, Rocco? Hey, how's it going? Good.
1: We uh, we just we hit um, top 100 podcasts on the leisure category? Yeah, in the leisure category. Yeah. So we were like, let's just go live and talk to somebody. So we're top 100. And I can tell you're at the property because now your little thing's spinning. Oh, there you are. Tell us about these deer you got, man.
3: Yep. Um, I'm getting a bunch of good mature deer, um, especially being so early in the growth season. I mean, we still got two more, two more months of growth. And I mean, these deer already like look like full grown. Yeah. Nice. Bucks, so, I'm, so I'm excited to awesome. see what actually, you know, come September when they reach a peak, what it's going to look like. Um, also getting a bunch of new bucks starting to show up and filter in, so. But that's going to happen throughout the whole season. There'll be bucks coming and going, especially during the rut. You know, in my big drop time, he usually shows up around Halloween.
1: Cannot um, wait, dude! We're pumped. We're uh, we're starting to plan right now for um, we're doing opening weekend in Kentucky with you. Um, yep. And we're starting to plan it now. We've got, um, I guess, four or five of us coming, and uh, yep. we're excited. I think we're we're going to drive. I don't know if um, Patrick wants to bring. His trailer or if we're bringing our trailer, I don't, I don't know, but, but yeah, we're really pumped about it. Can't wait.
3: Yeah. It's going to be a good time. And you're I'm also, go ahead. For them. I said, I'm getting everything prepped for them and then uh, getting all my cameras out, my feeders out and getting good stand placement. Uh, you know, cause I got the, all that extra lease property. I didn't get it till September last year. Yeah. So I didn't even really get to explore it. Uh, um, so that's I'm concentrating on the summer is getting in there, getting trails cut logging roads cut i actually uh, partnered up with uh, team rubicon you know nice. they are made up of you know veterans and first responders that do a disaster response and they're going to come out here and do their chainsaw training Oh so wow. what helps me is they're going to be doing clearing out my trails and my logging roads and provide me with firewood yeah. while they yeah training so yeah that's cool. you know so it works out great for both of us so it's gonna that'll help a lot to be able to access a lot of the uh leased property since it's all logging owned by logging companies and it's all rough trees and you know brush and so there's a lot of big deer out there it's just a matter of being able to get in there to their hole because a lot of them don't have to move very far to survive you know they live in a little 30 acre area until the rut and then they wander but yeah it's 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 a different type of hunting out here yeah for sure territory
1: we're super pumped about it man i've been talking to um I don't want to say that on here. <laughs> uh, we have things to discuss, but um, we talked about it on the last podcast. We're doing a, um, a full episode sponsored by you with uh, a bottle of George T. Yep. Stag, and we're pretty pumped about that as well.
3: Yeah, I am too. It's it will be a rough morning the next day, but <laughs> yeah. <you know?
1: laughs> yeah, we'll have to start early. Well, I guess worse. we can't. We'll be in a tree stand all night, but
3: yeah, I mean, I mean, we can. Uh, We'll
1: see. Maybe we'll come we'll, a day we'll early. Yeah,
3: you can do a, a preseason. Yes. Thing. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, that'll work. Well, we cool, man. That.
1: We just uh, hopped on here yeah, real thanks. quick to uh, celebrate our uh, our our new ranking in Apple Podcasts, or I guess all podcasts. It's unchartable. Yep. You can look it up. Number it's eighty-seven. Real. Number eighty-seven. We're eighty-seven in the oh, world okay. on the leisure category, which is pretty cool.
3: I think it's just the cool. U.S., that's but
2: that's
1: better thanks you oh, it's fourth of july so it is oh it is happy fourth brother
3: <laughs> yeah yeah you too you too all right so we'll leave you to all it right, we're gonna get got, back have, to the podcast okay take it easy guys
1: thanks man yep see you see you right. bye everybody thanks for joining live over
2: and now <laughs> i forget that with with this we can just with this mixer we can just hook in the phone and talk to anybody we want to so we yeah. should do that more often yeah, I forgot about it too. So, that, what is it? I don't know. Dun, tell me. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it's just uh, somebody's <laughs> video that popped up. My bad.
1: Um, oh shit, That's funny. But yeah, dude, it's pretty exciting, and uh, I'm pumped. Pumped about about um
2: that September, height. yeah. I think you're more pumped than I am, only because you've been there and you yeah. know, like you know what it is. Like I'm still like kind of like I know, I'm anxious so excited, and like dude. I don't know what to expect. So I've already
1: played out how I'm gonna show you the property. We are definitely gonna go a day early because we need to do that podcast the first day because that's yeah. a, that's a lot of whiskey to drink. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. But I don't
2: want that to ruin <laughs> when we
1: get there, I want to take you we'll do a quick ride. It was a couple four wheelers. We'll do a ride through the property and you can kind of pick whatever stands you want. Um
2: yeah, that's cool. I want well I want the other guys I want Matt and, and the other guys to pick their stands first. Yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have them pick their stands and then um he's got new property now that I haven't been to. Right. So there's one stand that I, I sat in the majority of the last time I was there that yeah. I really liked because it was walking distance from the cabin. <laughs> nice. So I didn't have to get up an hour early like everybody else did. You were also
2: carrying camera. Equipment yeah. I had too. full
1: camera gear my oh, yeah. bow, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. But there is zero cell phone service there. Oh, okay. So it's when you're in the stand, like you're in the stand. So if it, it's actually nice because you can really enjoy it. but I mean, these are full day hunts. They're not
0: right. I mean, yeah, we yeah. Leave,
1: you can pull out for lunch, you know, but, um, well,
2: if we're going to drive yes, all that way to Kentucky, exactly. I'll, I'm going to pack a sandwich or put something in the bag yep. that's to snack on. I'm sitting all day. Yep. It's, it's a lot of fun, but it's also
1: September. So all day means like 5am till like 8pm. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a long damn hunt, <laughs> but you know, uh, I got a lot of good footage of does and, and fawns walking around, um, uh, but yeah, the trail camera stuff, there's some massive bucks out there.
2: Yeah. Massive. Sounds like, a, and you know, like you said, the deer are going to change and move with, this, with the year, with the season as, as they establish their, their boundary and their territory. Um, yeah. He said he has a big drop time that comes in a little later in the year. Yep. Um, and that's just with the property he knows, right? He's, yeah. He doesn't have a whole lot of experience with this new piece of property he has. So yep. that's exciting as well.
1: He sent me some trail camera footage yesterday. We're in a group chat with some... Uh, whitetail companies and and okay. um they were all posted in trail cameras and and I hit them up and I was like, dude, send me, send me the bangers. And so I, I put them in there and everybody was just blown away. I mean, the, yeah. they're unbelievably tall,
2: yeah. beautiful bucks, all of them. I think it's cool. I, I like when I like for whatever reason, like aesthetic wise, you know, everybody has their preference for for deer. I like symmetrical, yeah, really tall deer. I like tall. I, I like well. when they're tall. I think it looks just. It just looks cool. There um, was
1: um. Man, I don't want to say the wrong name, but somebody that we talked to just posted a buck that had his like coming off the head up before the first branch. It was like nine inches. Good lord! It was it's crazy. The brow time, yeah, just crazy looking Holy cow. Um, crazy looking buck. But yeah, I also like really taunt symmetrical. I think a good eight point is probably my favorite looking buck. Um, yeah, I agree. Now, he's got that drop time on that property yeah. that Patrick saw last year, and that thing's a monster. I mean, a monster. But we're, ex- yeah, we're excited. This is going to be a lot of fun. And I think that we should try and get Matt to ride with us. Yeah, it'd be fun. And uh, and we could just kind of roll from here. But I want to go. I think we'll do the same thing. We'll go to Patrick's house. Well, you didn't go last year, but we'll go to, I'll go to Patrick's house, stay the night, and then leave from Patrick's house because that's four hours from here, and it kind of breaks. Instead of it being a 12-hour it drive, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. four and eight Um it's a lot of fun, man. And then towing a trailer through those mountains is pretty
2: sketchy. Uh, I, bet, I bet it is. <laughs> yeah. We need to figure out what those exact, whatever that was, what those exact dates are going to be so that I can uh, yep. make sure to take time off from work and everything.
1: Yep. We got to work on that for sure. But I think we just, uh, we need to maybe spend up a group chat with Matt. Yeah. Not this weekend, but.
2: No. That's for sure. Yep. In due time, but. Um, and Brian. You have a. um. Speaking of that, cameras and deer and everything, you have a new spot this year that you're, yeah, you you're, you're targeting in on. It's actually, it isn't, um, it's not too far from where you've been hunting, but yeah, yeah. it is. A, it, and it's funny the way our property is on our on our property where we hunt um, down here. You can literally walk a couple hundred yards in any direction and go from hardwood bottom to swamp to pine yeah you know to so it's it's where you're moving to is a transition in the type of terrain
1: right well let me tell you this which is crazy so i my first year i think it was my fourth or fifth year there my first year there i picked that ridge line that oversaw that swamp yeah because it was dry when i went out there and so i liked that stand it was a club Mm -hmm. stand So I put corn and apples out and had stuff on camera. I remember. um, But it rained a lot. So it was, it just was a waste. So I went further back and kind of where Bo has his stand. I liked it because of that. There's like a little pond there, Mm -hmm. which is no longer there. But past that, it, it showed to that there's this clearing where they cleared a bunch of trees years ago mm-hmm. and it ran, it ran, it rained yeah, and uh, it became swampy and they couldn't get the logs out. So there's just nothing back there anymore. Right. Yeah, there yeah. used to be other property back there, right? Yeah. You were there. Yeah, There was other stands back there, but now all of it's a waste. But these deer love it. And we see all the time because we duck hunt back there and we, we jump deer in the mornings and... So I like it because it's a longer shot. It's probably the longest shot on the property that isn't yeah. the range.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, what that so that road that you're staying they call it a road? I use air yeah. quotes. So before they logged that, that was just a long like levee that uh, ran way back down into the into that makes the sense. Woods. So
1: the left side was always water.
2: Yeah, but and, and there were there were natural breaks where um, eventually the levee stopped. Right, you couldn't drive any further, and if you wanted to go further, you'd have to either walk through swamp or or create a bridge because that that whole area um i won't say which river that i don't want to advertise but it's the start of a a major ridge major river it's the mouth yeah it's the mouth of it's it's where various an entire town is
1: named after this river a
2: a number of of various smaller um water systems meet Yep. And, and eventually formed the start of this particular river, which eventually makes its way to the ocean, the ocean <laughs> right, right there in Charleston. Yeah, so huge river. Um, there's a lot of water back there and we've, we'd removed some stands uh, back there early, early on. Um, Cause this is my 10th year out there. I think um, I wonder if I get a special pin.
1: You should get a TV. <laughs> yeah. Get you a 32 inch uh,
2: Roku TV. Get a cheap watch. Um, but yeah, but so that used to be just a levy that, that went straight back there. And then they, uh, they went back there and logged all that. Like you said, and they, they got a bunch of timber out of there. Uh, but a lot of it was left and I don't know if they intended to go back or if it was just stuff that they didn't feel they were going to get any, any money for. Um, and so it's, and then the downside, we lost a lot of timber and swamp for, for deer. The upside is it created a lot of really cool waterfowl, uh, habitat. So yeah. Like it's it's, it's
1: an ankle breaker because it's, it's, there's like a foot, two feet of water in there and all of it is downed logs. The whole thing was basically a logging platform. Anyway, so for three or four years, I've been walking to that stand and I always see deer in that bend Mm -hmm. where I'm going. Yep. Like I always see eyeballs in there and I'm always like, oh, cool. They're going to, they may come my direction because that's where the corn is. Sure. And it's funny that I never was like, maybe you should put a stand there. <laughs> but for three years I've been seeing deer there. And what finally did it was last year I was walking out um, after a morning hunt and there was a a buck and it was a, it was a shootable buck Yeah. and probably six doe and a couple like, you know, small like four or six points sure. walking around. Yeah, yeah. And I startled them and they all took off in separate directions and I watched the way they ran and I thought, let me go look in here. So I walked back in there and there's a beaten down trail from where these, these really? deer are just walking this is late season yeah this it was too late to move so I threw corn down and a camera on it just to see what showed up yeah. and every single day during shooting hours there were they were deer there really and so I sat one time um, kind of towards the end of the season it was the only day I could get out there but i I got a climber mm-hmm. and there was really nothing to climb because there's a bunch of um hardwoods in there but they're really thin yeah and there's a few pines so i picked a pine and um i couldn't even go up that high because the branches were it was it was younger so the branches Mm -hmm. were lower so Mm -hmm. i'm probably eight feet off the ground yeah and um i saw one deer that night and it literally came over the ridge looked right at me and just turned around and ran off yeah i was like okay so i think once that there used to be a road there and then it opens up and there's a lot of hardwood in there yeah i think that that hardwood is going to be my um my hunting area. My, so, my plans to go build the stand, put it out there, put cameras up, yeah, and then maybe a month from now secure a location. Of the tree stand up.
2: So just for my own edification, when you're sit, your old stand, if you're sitting in that stand, yeah, this spot you're talking about is it to the left or the right?
1: Well, if you're looking down that road, yeah, it's to the left.
2: Oh, okay. I so thought you were talking. You, you
1: know where my down st- to the right. My original stand was. So yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you were to go to the right and then yeah. follow that swamp where we duck hunt mm-hmm. and then there's a clearing up there and then there's that bridge yeah. that we that somebody built i guess we built um it would be from the right of that to you remember my original hunting location the club stand yeah on that like gotcha looking area okay yeah, yeah, yeah between there so when you're coming down that road there's an old road right there mm-hmm. that's where i saw them all on that old road
2: got you okay
1: so that's, that's where I'm going, is it yeah. there. So yes, yes, to the right, but also to the left, in between right and left. Okay. It's probably where my stand is, maybe 200 yards to my back, maybe tilted a little bit to the right. Okay. That, that's where I'm going. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. And for everybody that's listening, they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. That's, it is what it is. We're figuring it out. Finger, Yeah. You know, okay. mm-hmm. Sorry. Eat nights. Can you hear my stomach? No, you hungry? I don't guess so. <laughs> I also got to go to the store and buy some natural light. Get you through the day. Yeah, we're all out of beer, other than what's in the keg. Well, that sucks. It's okay. Is it? It's almost lunchtime. It's almost time to start eating. Yeah. Dude, we're getting a ton of messages well, now. Unbargained. <laughs> <laughs> they like, the, go go live, the live again. Go live again. Sorry. Do it
2: again. I got nothing but time. I don't. So I don't have to be back home as early as I did. It's just awkward That's holding right. it, you know. Is there a way to set it up where we could both be? Probably not.
1: Nah. Do we need to go get beer? I was just asked. Yes. Yeah. i asked you that. We do. Natural light, oh. please. The wife. Oh. Um, okay. Let's see. What? So, well, I'm going to go through this real quick. We're in a new group chat with some people. And they've been nothing but supportive. So I want to go through. Give a shout out.
2: Yep. Cool. So
1: these people to check out. And Dom Gatto is the one that um, invited us
2: to it. Nice.
1: Appreciate it. Yep. Appreciate ya. And so Bowhunter Planet, Colton Beam, which we've talked about before. We're going to do a podcast with him. Yep. Um, Jared Busby, which is bird dog, Busby underscore BVB. Monster Whitetails, Wicked North, which we've talked to many times. We have a podcast coming with him. West Texas hunting, working man, bow man, working man, bow hunter. Um, all these guys have been super nice to us and, and commenting on our photos and, and sharing our giveaway and all that stuff. And uh, we appreciate y'all. Glad to be in this group. Getting back to our roots with the hunting stuff. And um, we're definitely excited about hunting stuff. Maybe, maybe we go a lot? No, nah, because they're all busy. Busy fellas. Yeah, a lot a of them are also bourbon guys. They've been sending me pictures
2: of uh, oh, really? their collection. Just goes to further prove our point yep. that it's, i tell you what, man, it is a, uh, it is a, they are two communities destined to cross paths. Yep. And I cannot, sometimes cannot believe that we seem to be on the tip of the spear yeah. to be the ones to do that after all these. I mean, as long as they have, as long as the opportunity has been, yeah. been there. We've been, so we've been working on
1: the company as to what the direction of the company is. But the podcast has been, historically, we've been trying to split it between whiskey and whitetails. And then a lot of them have just been whiskey talk. And we were gaining a lot of traction in that position. But I decided to do research and I've been listening. If you have a bourbon podcast, I've I've heard it. I've listened to, that's what I've been doing for the past four months, is just listening to bourbon podcasts. And what I've come to the decision of is that there's enough of them out there we don't need to add to that pool, right? Um, so we're going to start dialing back a little bit on the bourbon thing and and push harder into the into the whiskey into the yeah. whitetail world. But we also said that we we're going to do that because hunting season's coming.
2: Well, and and to be fair, that was always our intent. Uh, but yeah, that kinda, was day one. But the 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 podcast sort of picked up steam as whitetail season was winding down, um, and we're whiskey and whitetails, right? We're not whiskey and waterfowl. Yeah, this we're is not, not
1: a bourbon or whiskey not, podcast.
2: We're not whiskey and turkey, so we didn't go too heavily into any of the waterfowl hunting or turkey hunting that we did. Yeah. Uh so we we will be as as white tail season comes comes in um leaning more heavily into the whiskey and the white tail portion of this and and trying to keep that uh working to keep and maintain that that balance uh going forward. So
1: I was just think it's a better conversation cuz I listen to all these bourbon podcasts and they are kind of stuck on just bourbon. But how often, you know, just it's not that they aren't entertaining and, and and we're not talking shit in any way, but it it's, you know, how often can you just talk about whiskey? You know, it eventually yeah. becomes that you just repeat yourself all the time. And, and I listen to some of these people that have 130, 200 episodes. And, sure. And their 80th episode and their 200th episode, it's the same damn thing. Yep. And I think a lot of people key into it because – They know them, I guess maybe, or maybe they just, they want to support the show, but we, we want to, we want that as well, but we want to also provide varying content and, um, and the same thing about hunting podcasts is the same thing. It's over and over the same repetitive thing.
2: And I think we can, I think we, with the connections we have both on the whiskey side of things and the hunting side of things, I think we are in a unique position to offer and provide content, especially on a podcast where, we still dabble and we still talk and, and, and deal with whiskey, but we're still also talking about hunting and whitetails yep. and having guests from both, both sides of things. Um, we also want to reinvent the hunting show. Yeah, and that, that is an idea that we won't get into on, no. this, on this podcast, but uh, the idea for, for that show is something that I think we absolutely need to do. Yeah. Um,
1: There will never be a hunting show like the one that we've thought up. It just, they just don't exist.
2: No, it's, it's a great idea. It's going to require some, um, some planning and, and, and leaning into some creativity. Uh, But it's, it's, it's a really good idea. I think it's something that people will genuinely enjoy. Yes, I do too. And I think that it'll break the mold. Yeah, for sure.
1: And it pulls both communities together as we wanted to do. So it's, that's coming out. And we have, without telling you what it is because it's not ready yet and I don't want I don't want you to go looking for it because it's it'll be up today, but I don't want anybody to know about it. But <laughs> we're planning a new um thing. So we had talked before about how to monetize the podcast and how to be paid for our time in order to get a studio so that we could provide better content. Right. Um so we have decided on a direction sure. that we're gonna take. Yep. And today we're gonna start filming the videos for that after yeah. this podcast and there will be uh, we'll be releasing that soon. But it'll be again an experience unlike anything else. And, and and the way the platform's set up, you can only call it so many things. And so ours is we we've yet to discover the name. It's either gonna be Yeah, we don't we don't really know how we're gonna call it yet. <laughs> you can only say it one way. It pre-fills the oh, company. Whiskey and White Tails is creating and and then you have to That's it. You have to say after that. So Uh, what we're creating is not necessarily a podcast. It's not a video experience. It's it's a it's an it's it's an experience like there's no category for us to say. So interactive community. Yeah, I don't know what it's going to be, but it's (laughs) we're going to figure it out, and we may change the name as time goes on, as as ideas pop up. But but we're going to start filming everything for that now, um, and we we will have a bunch of content available. Probably within a month or two, I would guess. We'll we'll go ahead and launch it. Yeah. But um. But yeah, things are changing and for the better, and we're getting closer to that goal that we have to have a studio, which we're looking at some, not properties, some establishments. I don't know the word. We're getting more serious into uh, searching for a place to build to make home. So it's uh, it's happening. Um, it's happening. A lot of things are happening. Yeah, we have a lot going on. Sorry for the <laughs> pointless rambling with a bunch of ideas and no uh, nothing to put no, your real finger clear, on. But if
2: yeah. if you're sitting on the edge of your seat waiting for an explanation, just stand by. It's yep.
1: all coming. It's coming. It's actually happening. It's not. Uh, it's not empty promises. There's there's things. Nope. There's the a lot of
2: things happening. It's just a. Uh, it is a multi faceted process yeah there's There's a lot of things it's a
1: stairway and we're halfway up the stairway i would say yeah
2: it's like a moving stairway yeah yeah
1: well it's a it's a stairway (laughs) on like a 15 story building so we're probably we've established ourselves so we're past the first floor so we're probably halfway through to the second floor right now and then uh second floor will propel us quickly to the third and fourth and then I'm thinking about the VA because the stairway in the VA is long as shit. (laughs) I always take the stairs because the elevator sucks. Yeah. You know, VA funding. Anyway. (sighs) All right. Let's film some videos and and kick our 4th of July off. Happy uh, 4th of July, if I didn't say it already five times.
2: Happy 4th. Um, If you're listening to this, happy day after the 4th. Hope you're not too hungover. Actually, I hope you're super hungover. I hope hope you celebrated your ass off. And I hope you woke up this morning with all ten of your fingers. Yes, please. Um, and and no, no casualties as a result of explosives or fireworks. Yep. And with that, we will call this episode. Fiend. Fiend. Okay. Or whatever. I think that's. I think that's finished or done in some language.
1: I was going to say, what language is that? I don't know. I don't know either. French fiend. Yeah, because French has a lot of similar terms to English. Yeah. A lot of the words, I think there's like. I used to know the number. The number of French words and English words is very high.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, that's it, folks. Until next time. Thanks for coming. Adios.